Hello and welcome to the Balancing Act podcast for working mums. Here you can find the tools and inspiration you need to overcome the constant juggle and live with more simplicity, ease and fulfilment in your everyday. I'm your host, Debbie, a balance coach and a working mum myself, and I'm super happy to be here with you. Hello, a very warm welcome to episode number 48 of the Balancing Act podcast. I am absolutely delighted to have another fantastic guest interview to share with you this week. And this time it is with Kat Gouge, the happiness activation coach. And one of the reasons that I am so drawn to Kat's work is that her energy really shines through in everything that she does. And this conversation was no different. And as it turns out, Kat and I have so many shared passions that we really had to like force ourselves to finish up the chat. So I hope that you enjoy this conversation as much as we did. I would be really curious to hear your thoughts and reflections on what we discuss. So please do drop me a message on Instagram at Debbie Leco or get in touch with Kat directly. She shares her links at the end of the episode and they're also available in the show notes. And before we dive in, I just want to remind you that I have a free three day coaching series coming up next week from the 19th to the 21st of October called Reclaim Your Spark. And this is for you if you are a working mum juggling it all who just feels stuck and you're really ready to claim your desire for more. So if you haven't already um, signed up, then please do head over to debbielee.co.uk forward slash stuck hyphen to hyphen spacious and reserve your spot. Now, let's get on with the episode. Good morning, Kat, and a very, very warm welcome to the Balancing Act podcast. It's fabulous to have you here. And I know that we're in for um, yeah, a really fun and vibrant conversation this morning. Um, just by looking at you, I can like feel your energy oozing this way. <laughs> um, so yeah, just by way of introduction for the listeners, Kat is the happiness activation coach, and she is on a mission to light up the hearts of 1,000 women by May 2022. A very valiant mission indeed. Um, so yeah, to start off with Kat, I would I would love it if you could tell us a little bit more about what your your own balancing act looks like just now. How's how's life? Yeah. So first of all, thank you so much for having me on here. I've been super, super excited. And I just know we're going to have like a really juicy conversation. Um, so my what my life looks like now. So I'm a mom of two teenage girls. Uh, I have a husband. I was a teacher, primary school teacher for 20 years. Like wow. it will take a few, like I went traveling for a bit and a couple of maternity leaves. And I've, I'm now what I call myself a retired teacher. <laughs> I'm not retired from work, obviously. Um, but yes, yeah, so I left teaching um, in July to go all in with my business. So I, you know, my balancing act has taken on a different balance, if you like, mm. do you know what I mean? Because before I was, I was part-time in my teaching role, but balancing that 
with the business. And then I just felt the the calling to just go all in with the business. So yeah. (laughs) I love the way you said the other just go all in. Like it's such a monumental thing to do. And especially when you've had it like 20 years is that's a long time. And like I I imagine um like so I had 12 years in my corporate job before this and like I know it really becomes a big part of your identity like there's so much more attached to it than than just the job isn't there oh my gosh yeah yeah you know and um you know like September really because I'm so used to having the holidays and even though when I started the business I was working in the holidays you know so like the transition to oh there's the holidays I'm in my business but September felt different Mm. because I didn't return to those couple of days you know and that was again that adjustment to oh this is this is the new balance (laughs) the new way like you know you like you really have done that yeah 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 this is my new reality I know it's like quite a milestone I imagine absolutely yeah Um, yeah so yeah, I'd love to know. I'm, I'm really curious to, to hear a little bit more about your story and your background and like how happiness activation became your thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, 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 I think it's like we're, we're all like life is this journey, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when we kind of look at like why we are who we are and why we're doing what we're doing there's always these kind of like signposts along the way of like how you became and when I kind of think about why I'm doing what I'm doing actually it goes like way 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 back you know and like on surface level you might think oh you know a couple of years ago but actually when I kind of think about why I am like being who I'm being now and who I get to be and why it's like why it's so important is like as a teenager various things happened which like you know weren't great and one of them was parental divorce which was very acrimonious and I remember at that time thinking you know don't rely on other people for your happiness you know Mm -hmm. happiness gets to come from you and generated from you and in that period of time, it was definitely like a, a less than easy time for me. And and in that, um, you know, my mum, she was an alcoholic and quite an abusive person. And I went away traveling in my 20s. And I thought, you know, I'd got myself to like fairly good space. And I did this self-development course in Australia, in Sydney. And um, and it and it, it like it's as clear as day to me now, and that's twenty three years ago, yeah. And this guy on this course put this chair on his back, and he went, "This is you, and this is you going on about your problem all the time. This is this is who people meet. This chair." And I was like, "Whoa!" And it was like it was a real, you know, when you look at like a like a turning point, mm. and I was like. That, that's not the me I desire to be. And just because this, this and this have happened and life has presented in a way that I, I wouldn't choose doesn't mean I don't get to choose, you know? And yeah. I, like, like I'm so super grateful to that um, course that I did there. It was like a, a, a full weekend and then it was like, um, like a nine-week block of like a couple of hours. And that, I just went in. And it really showed me that power of 
actually when you go in and you do that work what you get to release and who you get to be like like it's so powerful Mm. and like there'd been like I say that initial thing of like happiness as a teenager and me going oh you know I get to create that but this was like you know what this is how I get to create it and just because you know these things present like it doesn't mean that you have to live a life that that feels less than and like I know I'm not alone in that story you know there are many people that have traveled through difficult family setups for example or you know illness or you, you can put you know whatever is the thing um and it's like actually you like it it doesn't mean that your life has to be that way you know you can direct yourself on a different path yes. and yeah and so that that's very clear to me why you know there's other things that have happened on along the way since but that definitely was a real kind of like you know happiness is really important and it's not a luxury and I get to be the creator of my own happiness you know yes absolutely and I think there's there's um like sometimes there's such a fine line isn't there between the things that we we can control and the things that we can't and like sometimes knowing that line is really really difficult and um, especially when it's something so personal and you're like yeah. that's your reality and you're wrapped up in it and I think that's why like this work it does you know you're referring back to like your time as a teenager it's not something that just like happens over you know knowing that you have that choice isn't mm. something that just like happens overnight I think it does happen in these small incremental steps um and like by joining up all those dots and having like the support of a community there as well to like let you know that you're not the only one having yeah, yeah. I, I think that's that's so key you know, you know like you're never alone you can feel like you're alone but you're you're never alone in this and I I think like you know this is why like it's it's important to talk about things and mm. it's important to you know to to see what is possible yeah you know? and and that's like that's something that whenever I'm doing the work I'm like that's my like I want to show you what is possible yes I could live a very different life but I'm not and, yeah and it's because of you know what what I've worked on and decided along the way you know Mm, yeah oh yeah I don't like oh yeah I totally really really relate to that because I think that I think the other thing that comes to mind for me with this is like it's not about not feeling the hard stuff or the difficult stuff um like sometimes well you know often I think we need to let ourselves sort of feel feel the hard things and the challenging yeah. things in order but it's then recognizing that or, well first of all having the awareness that that's what ha- well, that's what's happening and then secondly realizing that there is a choice to be a different way if we want to take it yeah yeah, yeah. um so following that course then what did you go in did you start off your your coaching development after that or no did- so um gosh so that was when I was 26 or so and then like I was still teaching and then what I noticed is so I, like I didn't pursue other stuff then I felt quite I'd I'd like I'd, I'd had a really big shift 
Mm. and made some really conscious decisions and yeah and 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 felt really good and um what I kind of noticed as then I became a mother so I think early 30s and um and then as my kids got older and the more I kind of taught as well the more like like mental health and well-being became very um present and very clear to me that it was a like a route I was being pulled down. Do you know what I mean? I, I noticed with my oldest daughter in when she was kind of young primary age um, that she um, was like having some struggles and, and you know, and it was very present in like a lot of the children that I was working with, that that, that whole thing of like self-regulation, um, mm-hmm. l- loving themselves, happiness kind of like all these things and I trained as a relaxed kids coach um at this time and that was kind of my like first inroad to like my development as um oh there's another path there's a dip you know like like teaching involves a lot of um similarities to things we do as coaches I feel um but the relaxed kids path took me like very much on the wellness and the emotional health path. Mm. And, um, and, and I would say that was an, again, another big kind of pivot point for me of like, right. So you're not going to stay in teaching, you know, you're, you're going to, something else is going to develop. I wasn't quite sure what it was. Um, and then a few years later, I did a laughter yoga workshop at my school as part of their well-being day. So they were very good. The school I worked at the time, very good for teacher mental health and well-being. It's, you know, um, I don't think it's a surprise to anyone, you know, the stresses of the job. It's really important for, um, you know, for your employers to like really like consider that. Not all establishments do in education, but certainly the place I worked at did. And we had a whole day about well-being and we could pick these different workshops. And I was going, oh, look at these things. We could do belly dancing and singing and drumming. And, you know, I was like, oh, and I was like, oh, lofty yoga. (laughs) You know, like, because you say it. And I reckon like most people are like, what is it? You know, (laughs) it's like what am I doing? Am I downward dogging and laughing or, you know, like saluting the sun and guffawing or, you know, I had no idea, but I just thought that that speaks my language because, um, you know, because like I, I am a natural laughter, laugher. I, you know, I, I, I feel I was born to be a laughter yogi. Like after I did that, I was like, gosh, that's confirmation. But like, like I don't find it hard to laugh and I you know I'm a pretty like positive um person and so that that spoke to me I was like oh that sounds like fun and I literally did the hour and at the end I went oh, I'm gonna be a leader <laughs> this is this is this is how my business gets to happen it's like it was the this huge kind of catalyst Mm. Um, and it was probably about you forget timelines as you go on but it was maybe four or five years after I trained as a relaxed kids coach right and started you know learning about meditation and affirmations and 
positive self-talk, all that kind of stuff. And that really spoke to me. But then this laughter yoga just was like, oh, it's like having a superpower. It's like having magic pants, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so funny because I'm obviously only knowing you laterally, um, like in, in your coaching space. Like it doesn't surprise me at all in any way <laughs> that you're a laughter yoga coach. Like it doesn't at all. It seems like it was made or you were made for it. It was made yeah. for you, whatever way around. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Um, have you seen, so I'm terrible at remembering the exact wording of quotes and things, but there's a Steve Jobs quote that is something along the lines of like all the dots join up in hindsight, i.e. Uh, like nothing is obvious until after the yeah. event. And like that really rings true for my story. And it sounds like it does for yours as well. And like I find in my own work, my own coaching work, like I try to encourage people to just follow their curiosities at the time, because sometimes you never know where it's going to lead you and something that you do for one purpose or with one intent sometimes can then you know lead to a totally different um outcome or or thread developing I love it yeah yeah again and what was interesting is um you know I, I was definitely at that juncture quite ready to leave teaching but I hadn't yet and I was like, this is the last school I work at, work at. And it was the last school I work at. It's the school mm-hmm. that I left in July. And I think, you know, if I hadn't made that shift to go there and that presented it to me, uh, like, when would I have uncovered laughter yoga? I don't know. You know, yeah. I guess yeah. if you found me, I would have found it. You know, it's like, I do think, you know, things things find you. But like that, like that really, that that was the big switch, mm-hmm. you know, like the, like like you're saying about the dots and like all these little seeds have been planted for sure. But that was the, oh, my gosh, like I can't not do. Yes. That, that, that was, that was like, I, I can't not do this. It, it was like that whole calling, 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 you know. Mm-hmm. And whilst it's like it's a like a, 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 like a slice of what I do, it was the thing that like, became like made the thing be the thing yes the thing. <laughs> yes yeah the um like the catalyst I guess yeah yeah yeah. Catalyst, yeah um and I think so being able to look that way about your past as well I I find myself that that then builds a really strong sense of trust for the future as well that things like are you know like will work out as they're meant to be sometimes yeah. um yeah and because I know that like I find I spent a long time in my old jobs like feeling frustrated like I knew I wanted something different but just couldn't make it happen didn't know what it was that I wanted and then like just at exactly the right time it all came together and I was like oh right so (laughs) this is why this is why all of that happened before so yeah I really love that reflection Mm. the other thing that strikes me um as you were speaking about like teaching and and especially with younger kids like it's something that's very present on my mind at the minute so my son my older son will be starting school next year and you know I'd always just I hadn't really thought that much about school previously because I had a really good experience at school I was like a really conscientious pupil Mm. but it was like last summer I was I sat down with him and 
I thought it just popped into my head. I was like, oh, maybe we should start learning about maths or we should start learning letters and this sort of thing, you know, in preparation for school. And then I was like, oh, it's really interesting that that's the first thing that I thought to go to. Like, you know, I I definitely um, like to think deeply about these things. So that small thought has opened this like can of worms basically where I'm like oh my goodness like I feel myself just I'm gonna say questioning our whole education system and I don't mean that in like unnecessarily like a a negative way or like a critical way in any way I'm just like this is so interesting like yeah like a reflection on it I guess yes exactly like I feel much more in a space now where rather than just sending them off to school I feel really conscious of like the experience that I'm like sending him off to um and so it's really great to hear you talk about you know things like the relax kids coaching and the provision for like teachers mental health and well-being because Mm -hmm. I feel quite out of touch now with you know what what that looks like in schools Mm. um and yeah, something that's on my mind. So yeah, I thought just interesting that you brought that up as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what I would love to move on to is I have heard you talk a lot about the inner critic. And I was wondering um, if maybe we could discuss that a little bit further. So I know that that's become a really central part of, of your mission now. Yeah, yeah. It, what I think is really interesting, and and this again, I think it's like the more the more you travel into like what you're doing, um, the more things present themselves. So when I had this kind of catalytic moment um, a few years ago with the laughter yoga, I was like, ah, oh, it's all about happiness, <laughs> happiness, happiness, ha-, you know, like, and and it's not that that isn't the thing, but then I went, ooh, layers you know like yeah I mean like who doesn't want to be happy you know like it like this is what like you know health and happiness joy like this is what everyone desires you know but actually what I realized was underneath all that is if you you know don't have any self-worth if you don't love yourself if you don't believe in yourself if you don't have any confidence like happiness feels like like a million miles away Mm. you know and so the um my direction well I don't know if I mean direction what do I mean my uh, my intention I think my or or my attention like has kind of transmuted more to like these underneath layers do you know what I mean so and and that is where something like the inner critic is super dominant you know because all those things I just mentioned the self-worth the self-love the self-belief the confidence it is like the inner the inner critic is at play Mm -hmm. with all of these it's so true and I think the thing about it is that like like quite often these layers that you talk about they're like stories that we've had on repeat for like so long like a lifetime sometimes that they just seem normal, that we don't even, like, we don't even recognise that they're a thing. Like, you know, it's become, yeah, it's such a, a true story to us that it's, like, it's subconscious, isn't it? We're not even yeah. picking it up. It's just that that seems w- what's normal. And 
I shared, I, I'm not sure if I mentioned it on the podcast, but I shared on social media. I, I started singing lessons at the start of this Lovely. year which has been amazing oh. I've got like the most incredible teacher and I so when I was like I was never a singer as such but when I was in sixth form I auditioned for our school choir at the same time as as someone else and I got told that afterwards that sorry there was no spaces left in the school choir but the other girl got accepted oh. and <laughs> I know and and ever since then, I've held this like massive story about how I just can't sing. And I felt so self-conscious about it. And I've always loved the feeling that singing yeah. gives you. But like, I wouldn't sing unless I was in the car by myself, basically, you know. Wow. And this year, having, you know, taken on or just broken out of the corporate world, I was like, oh, I, I feel this real like desire to try new things. So I'm going to go singing. And I went to my teacher and I said, like, I know people joke about not being able to sing, but I actually can't sing. <laughs> I was like, right, sing Baba ba, Black Sheep or whatever. So I yeah. very hesitantly sang it. <laughs> and he was like, you can sing. There's like, you know, I don't know, less than 1% of the population that have, you know, something in them yeah. that they just can't sing. And it's been absolutely amazing just having somebody there to like hold space for me and like be encouraging and like just be really supportive so now like I'm not sure how much my my actual singing has improved I just feel yeah. totally different and it's like ah well if this is one story that I've held on to for like 20 years what else is there in there you know yeah and it like it really brings up just that that for me felt like a really recent and pertinent example oh my gosh it's like I love that story because you smashed the story yeah you know and yeah. and it's so like like you're saying that and I've got so much I could say about that because <laughs> I, I used I used to run the choir at, uh, at the schools I worked at mm. and, and I would class myself as not a singer but I'm really enthusiastic you know mm. and like and I, I'm just modeling that you don't have to be perfect to be in a choir and sing yes. you know that was always my like just come sing with us it doesn't matter you know yeah. it doesn't matter what you sound like and and like you say it, it is that whole thing of like actually you know it, there's levels of singing there's people that like just sound gorgeous when they do it and then there's people that can work on it you know mm-hmm. and, and and improve their you know their range and all that kind of stuff but actually essentially we can all sing yes. you know and, yes. and it's so interesting because like this is where the inner critic it like it is so at play and runs the show because it, it's stories that were from way way back mm. and it can be what someone said at school it could be uh, you know family member caregiver you know or it, it, like it's so often something that someone said and then we've made it mean something and it just carries and that you know I can't sing can then translate to I can't other things you know because it doesn't just then stop there yes and and it like I always kind of think you know the inner critic is the killer of dreams Mm. you know yeah it 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 just like it's risk averse and it tries to keep you safe but like but but that but that's like stopping you from like you know just being your perfectly imperfect self showing yes. up and doing it and and like going well 
you know, like, I don't care about judgment. I don't care, you know, because because the inner critic really does. The inner critic mm. is fearful of judgment and fearful of what someone would say. And it just, it, it's a shrinker, you know, and it stops us shining our light. Yeah, absolutely. I've got, yeah, I've got like, a, yeah, this vision in my head of that. And I think that um, uh, I lost my... Oh, yeah, I was going to say with the singing, it feels like a really relevant example, too, because it's what it's made me realize is like how much of a vicious circle it is. So like because I was nervous, you know, my like my muscles get tense, my jaw gets locked, like my throat feels constricted. So like, of course, I can't sing that well whenever I feel in that space. Yeah. But when I can be more aware of it and like focus on my breathing and relaxing and yeah. that then, you know, naturally my voice just sounds better without me making too much of, of an effort. So it just felt like such a tangible Oh, example. of course. And actually what I think so beautiful as well is um, how many years ago were you saying this was? Um, uh, 20. 20. But what's so beautiful is never, and this is what I always kind of, say to my clients it's like it's never too late Mm. never too late to create a shift and a change yep you know you're you're not auditioning for that six form choir it doesn't matter you know but like you might join a choir now or but like it's and and it won't be what this will give you won't won't just be the singing will it yes you know exactly ripple out to so many other things that I just, I just think it's a beautiful story because mm. it, it is again, it's like that showing what is possible, you know. It's that um, the like nice, slightly cliche quote about you know, it's all about the journey, but like that's that's what it is. It's all about. There's so much of life that yeah. this can relate so to where it is all about the journey. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think the other thing, the other perspective on the inner critic that I am intrigued by as well is like the idea that it is there to protect us as well and I think there's times where you know maybe we're not ready to like step outside of it and there's something there that needs to be like processed or whatever but until we feel that we're sort of in like a safe enough environment let's say and in to like allow ourselves to overcome that inner critic and for me for example with the the singing it's been having a teacher there mm-hmm. you know quite akin to um the setup with a coach as well so having somebody there to like support you along the way I think is really key yeah, um, and also to point out what's a story and what's not you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so easy to get caught up in the story isn't it yes. you know yeah, it's like, you know what, if we're going to make up a story, let's make it a good one, you know? Mm, yes, <laughs> that's right, that's right. Um, so, yeah, we touched on the laughter yoga as as part of the, the sort of tools and techniques that you have at your disposal. What what else do you use when you're, when you're um, supporting people and working through? Yeah, so um, I'm an NLP practitioner, so I find I use that a lot in my coaching in terms of, um, you know, language choices and reprogramming unhelpful thought patterns and um, and like that real kind of like, you know, like how do we get to frame things, you know, yeah. how, how, we, how we look at things um, makes such a difference as to like then what gets to happen, you know, and like, 
like just subtle kind of language shifts and subtle shifts in how we actually see something can really make a difference to like the outcome of something you know and I I like an NLP and laughter yoga I think are like that that I I really liken them both to superpowers you know and I just I I think they're they're just so powerful in creating shifts and mm-hmm. with both of those so laughter yoga is very quick at um getting you out of a loop state and all that kind of stuff and NLP strategies and techniques they really speak to shifting you from less resourceful states to states emotions where you feel resourced you know mm-hmm. and, and like I say it can be really subtle things like a like a language shift or like you know like there's there's much bigger things you can work on with NLP but yeah I I I do like I say I kind of I look at it and I'm like oh my gosh you know if we could get this in for year seven term one year eight term one year nine term one like our teenagers would have very very different um not futures but like they would see the world differently yeah keep, you know? I think yeah like self-resourcing capabilities I think like yeah. and that's like when I was saying about the the question in my mind about the mat teaching my son the maths and English I was like actually like in especially in today's society like I just I'm not convinced that that's like the primary skill set that you need I'm like actually like my son definitely is a you know a child with very big like very strong emotions I'm like actually like I feel like that emotional regulation is like so key and like that's a lot you know a big part of the reason I'm so passionate about my own work and yeah as you say, like just teaching kids that stuff in school where all their peers are also learning it as well. And they can learn to like bounce ideas off each other and be open and like not shy about yeah. practicing those sorts of things. I think it's so, so valuable. Well, in, in my, it's interesting in my teaching and my coaching, um, you know, obviously it's like it's presented in a different way for the women mm. I work with, but actually like there's, there's a lot of the things that I would do as a teacher that I'm doing as a coach, you know, so techniques would be, we're going to focus on the breath and you're mm-hmm. going to see what you can shift just by tuning in, you know, we're going to work on positive self-talk. We're going to create affirmations that, support you for your self-regulation for your emotional balance for your growth you know mm-hmm. and like that like that that's that those are very similar conversations I'd be having with six-year-olds you know yes. in a yes. very very different way because like these women were six mm-hmm. you know and yep. some of this stuff hasn't shifted from when they were six or 12 or you know 15 or or wherever that you know those like the things started to present yeah and yeah and I think just really really tuning into like that dialogue you have with yourself and how you can support that dialogue through meditation or journaling or um you know connecting with your breath connecting with your body you know tuning into like like because we know 
like we get so caught up in our heads but like mm. our body knows yes. you know they're getting quiet getting still and just noticing and listening you know it's it's so important and I think so often we don't make time and space for it and that can be we might feel time pressured or we just don't know how yes you know? yes <laughs> <laughs> no one's no one's taught us that and in fact I think society's taught us often the very opposite (laughs) like in order to be valuable and contribute you have to be productive all the time whereas like what's more productive than like you know seeing how absolutely incredible our bodies really are yeah and and you know and how and how brilliant we are and I think we um like we're, we're really talked out of that, you know, like, oh, my God, I can't believe you say I love you. Like, I, I, will, I will sit there with my clients and say, I love myself fully and completely. I think I'm amazing. And that doesn't make me cringe. Mm. And, and you know what? Like, this is, like, this is what we need to change as, as in the world. Absolutely. It's not, you're, it, like, yeah, I I could talk for absolutely hours about it, and and I'm sure you could. But but like loving ourselves and saying how fantastic we are is essential, mm-hmm. you know. Because actually, as people, women that are say mothers, you know, like you're role modeling that. So if you are being self-deprecating or not even self-deprecating, but just that stepping back. Do you know what I mean? You know, like, so I certainly have listened to people that will speak in a really negative way about themselves in front of their children and friends and da 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 And it's like, whoa, you know, like that's, that's, that's not going to empower those around you. But, and that's it at a, like a bigger level. But even just that thing of like, just not, just not owning and and taking up that space yes you know what I mean yeah yeah it's like yeah it's like the the simple example of like getting a compliment and you know someone says I like your top and you instantly feel the need oh "Oh, it was on sale or oh it's just from Tesco's or you know yeah I know you know receive thank you so much I love it too you know like 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 you know classic thing your hair looks nice oh you know, like, so that, but that is a real societal shift that needs yeah. to happen because that has been going on for years, hasn't it? That kind of like, oh, I'm not going to celebrate me. And actually, I, I and that that is my massive driving force with the 1,000 hearts. It's like mm-hmm. I want these women to, like, own themselves, to claim themselves, to remember who they are unapologetically, you know, to not, like feel that they shouldn't take up space to like to really like yes just it's about that whole like I let my light shine because when you do that you you allow that for others as well yeah absolutely and like what I think as well like when we frame it in that way like what an exciting opportunity you know it's like it it feels just full of like possibility and like hope for a, a more positive future like for from like I think mums and society as as a whole 
Totally. This is why our work is so important, isn't it? I know. You know, (laughs) but this is like, you know, because like even when the work can feel like less than easy, it's like, do you know what? That vision always keeps you like on that path and connected, doesn't it? Yeah, it's amazing. Because like, oh, like who am I not to? Yes. Who am I not to do this to then enable others to do it too you know then we get to change things absolutely and like what a a powerful note to end on I think as well so (laughs) if um if anybody's listening and they they um would like to get in touch or if they fancy trying out some laughter yoga for example what would you how how do we get in touch with you or find out more yeah um so on instagram i am Official. Um, so I have an Instagram page there. I have a Facebook group, which is all about kind of um, prioritizing um, happiness, well-being, self-love, mindset, and that's called Flourish in 15. And on Facebook, I am Kat Googe, the happiness activation coach. So three different handles, but three different areas and touch points where you can connect with me. I run masterclasses and free mini courses every kind of eight weeks or so so anyone's always welcome to come along to those and you know and if anyone wants to chat further about anything we've um you know chatted about then obviously can just dm and reach out to me fabulous fabulous i shall also put links to those in the show notes if if anybody would like to access them there fantastic well thank you so much for your time this has been yeah it's been amazing I I feel like we could literally talk all day but (laughs) having to really restrain myself it's like we could be talking till next week honestly because I think we've we've got a lot of similar um you know kind of ways of thinking of around things haven't we that we That's could just right. yes, come on let's yeah. <laughs> together we're going to change the world Devin you absolutely, know <laughs> absolutely. maybe we need an encore what sometime yeah. Um, yeah well thank you so much Kat and um yeah thanks and we'll look forward to seeing you soon thank you my darling it's been an absolute joy bye Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Balancing Act podcast. If you'd like to connect with other working mums just like you who are seeking more balance in their everyday, then come join us on the free Facebook community, The Balancing Act for Working Mums. If you've loved what you've heard, I would be incredibly grateful if you could rate and review the podcast on your favourite platform so that we can spread the word to all the working mums out there looking for more balance. Until then, I look forward to speaking to you in the next episode. Bye for now.